Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500 and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts this week. Then, we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, we'll discuss expectations for the actual earnings growth rate for the second quarter. Given that most S&P 500 companies report actual earnings above estimates, how much could the actual growth rate exceed the current estimate of 64%? Second, we'll discuss the target price for the S&P 500. After a record close last week, where do analysts believe the price of the index will go from here? But first, let's look ahead to the second quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Analysts and companies have been much more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the second quarter leading into the earnings season. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the second quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. In fact, the index is now expected to report the highest year-of-year growth in earnings since the fourth quarter of 2009. Analysts also expect double-digit earnings growth for the second half of 2021. The above-average growth rates for the second quarter and for all four quarters of 2021 are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 during the second quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the second quarter increased by 7.2% from March 31st to June 30th. Now, this is unusual because in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by 4-5% during the quarter. In fact, the second quarter marked the largest increase in the bottom-up EPS estimate since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2002. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the second quarter than average. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 103 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the second quarter. Of these 103 companies, 66, or 64%, have issued positive EPS guidance. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 37%. If 66 is the final number for the quarter, it will mark the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for a quarter since FactSet began tracking this metric in 2006. Because of the high number of companies giving positive guidance and the net upward revisions to earnings estimates, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the second quarter is higher now relative to the start of the quarter. As of today, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 64% compared to an estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 52.1% back on March 31st. If 64% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the largest year-over-year growth in earnings reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2009 at 109.1%. The unusually high growth rate is due to a combination of higher earnings for the second quarter of 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in the second quarter of 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. All 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth. 
led by the energy sector, for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector, the industrial sector at 350%, the consumer discretionary sector at 208%, the financial sector at 120%, and the material sector at 118%. Looking at future quarters, annals project double-digit earnings growth for the second half of 2021. The 4 12-month P.E. ratio is 21.4, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during this week, 25 S&P 500 companies, including three Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the second quarter. 16 of the 26 companies reporting results are in the financial sector. Although it is a light week in terms of overall numbers, several high-profile companies are expected to report results during the week, including J.P. Morgan Chase, United Health Group, Bank of America, PepsiCo, Wells Fargo, Morgan Stanley, Citigroup, and Goldman Sachs. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is expectations for the actual earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 for the second quarter. As we previously noted, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 64% for the second quarter. Given that most S&P 500 companies report actual earnings above estimates, what is the likelihood the index will report actual growth in earnings of 64% for the quarter? Well, based on the five-year average improvement in earnings growth during each earnings season due to companies reporting positive earnings surprises, it is likely the index will report earnings growth at or above 69% for the second quarter, which would be the highest earnings growth reported by the S&P 500 in more than 10 years. When companies in the S&P 500 report actual earnings above estimates during an earnings season, The overall earnings growth rate for the index increases because the higher actual EPS numbers replace the lower estimated EPS numbers in the calculation of the growth rate. For example, if a company is projected to report EPS of $1.05 compared to year-ago EPS of $1, the company is projected to report earnings growth of 5%. If the company reports actual EPS of $1.10, a $0.05 upside earnings surprise, the actual earnings growth rate for the company for the quarter is now 10%, five percentage points above the estimated growth rate. Over the past five years, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 7.8% on average. During the same period, 75% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, the earnings growth rate has increased by 6 percentage points on average due to the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the second quarter on June 30th of 63.3%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 69.3%. If the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth in earnings of 69.3% in the second quarter, it would mark the highest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2009 at 109.1%. However, during the past four quarters, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 19.7% on average. During these four quarters, 83% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, The earnings growth rate has increased by 17.5 percentage points on average due to the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises over these past four quarters. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the second quarter on June 30th of 63.3%, 
the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 80.8%. If the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth on earnings of 80.8%, again, it would mark the highest year-over-year earnings growth reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2009. Of the 18 S&P 500 companies that have reported actual earnings for the second quarter to date, 83% have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate. In aggregate, actual earnings reported by these 18 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 16.8%. Thus, at this very early stage of the second quarter earnings season, both the number of companies reporting positive earnings surprises and the magnitude of the positive surprises are trending closer to the numbers of the previous four quarters. Since June 30th, the earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 has improved by 0.7 percentage points to 64% from 63.3%. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is the target price for the S&P 500. Last week, the S&P 500 closed at a record high value. Where do industry analysts believe the price of the index will go from here? Well, industry analysts in aggregate predict the S&P 500 will see a price increase of 11.2% over the next 12 months. This percentage is based on the difference between the bottom-up target price and the closing price for the index as of July 8th. The bottom-up target price is calculated by aggregating the median target price estimates, which are based on company-level estimates submitted by industry analysts, for all the companies in the index. On July 8th, the bottom-up target price for the S&P 500 was 4,80362, which was 11.2% above the closing price of 4,320.82. At the sector level, the energy sector at 17.1% and the materials sector at 15.9% are expected to see the largest price increases as these two sectors had the largest upside differences between the bottom-up target price and the closing price on July 8th. On the other hand, the real estate sector at 4.2% is expected to see the smallest price increase, as this sector had the smallest upside difference between the bottom-up target price and the closing price on July 8th. How accurate have the industry analysts been in predicting the future value of the S&P 500? Well, over the past five years, industry analysts have underestimated the price of the index by 0.5% on average, using month-end values. Over the past 10 years, industry analysts have overestimated the price of the index by 1.5% on average, again using month-end values. And over the past 15 years, industry analysts have overestimated the price of the index by 9.1% on average using month-end values. It is interesting to note that on June 30, 2020, the bottom-up target price was 3327.64. One year later, on June 30, 2021, the S&P 500 closing price was 4297.50. Thus, industry analysts underestimated the closing price at the end of June of 2021 by nearly 23% one year ago. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out our full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. (music)